Shavasana. This morning we return to mindfulness of breathing, moving on to the second phase. Focusing on the rise and fall of the abdomen, which overall is, I think it's the most effective method I know of for getting the compulsive, obsessive, compulsive flow of thoughts to subside. It's grounding, gets the mind to quiet down a bit. So, overall, this could be a very effective method for getting through stages one, two, three, all the way up to stage four. Because the primary, the primary obstacle, primary imbalance, all the way through stage four, is coarse excitation. The chattering of the mind. It just is so strong, so coarse, it pulls us right off, completely disengages us from the meditative object. So in that regard, this, there's a lot of mileage. This is a vehicle that you can drive quite far, all the way up to stage four. Now, having said that coarse excitation is the major attentional imbalance along these initial three stages, which is overcome by the time you get to stage four, of course it also happens that there can be dullness. So we won't talk about laxity until you know later on, but dullness can arise at any time. Without ever meditating, you can experience dullness. You can experience dullness at any time along the first, first four stages. And dullness can also have to do with a kind of a lack of motivation, not having a lot of inspiration, not having much enthusiasm, not having a lot of interest. So this is why it's said that achieving stage one is achieved by the power of hearing, and that includes reading, that is, receiving teachings, hearing teachings, but then also reading. So if you find now that we're coming rather to the close of week two, we're almost a quarter of the way through the whole retreat, right? going quickly, right? If you find that you're still there, you know, meditating only three or four hours a day, which means, gosh, you have so many hours, you're not meditating every day. My goodness, what are you doing? If you'd like to, kind of, kind of start revving it up a little bit, you've got a sports car that can drive in six forward gears. You know, don't keep it in first and second all the time. You know, start getting some jazz going here. Then you might want to do a bit more reading, stilling the mind. I won't say anything about my commentary. Hopefully it's useful, but the core text is fantastic. Dujong Lingba's teachings on settling the mind. Unbelievable. So if you want inspiration, you might check out Stilling the Mind. Attention Revolution, there's a lot of, a lot of wonderful teachings in there, and I can tell you with the sources of all of them, I'm not any of them, uh, the teachings are really marvelous. And any other teachings that can, to arouse your interest, to give you more of a vision of genuine happiness, to motivate you, to orient you towards cultivating genuine happiness. This is a really, really unusual opportunity here. So to take full advantage. Please don't read that as cracking the whip like I'm disappointed if you're only practicing a few hours. It's up to you. You're here to get as much benefit as you can. But that's a way to overcome dullness, laxity, or kind of lethargy, lack of motivation. Read. Get your mind involved. Arouse yourself. The practice from yesterday, the infirmary, the full body awareness, is very, very gentle. It's all about relaxation. And the transition from that to the method for today reminds me a little bit of what I've heard said to be true about the way Tibetan, traditional Tibetans raise their children. I don't know whether it's true, but I think it might be. What I've heard is that when Tibetan mothers, especially when they're raising 
the baby, before the baby can speak. So, age two or whatever, or even up until age three or so, when it's really a baby. What I've heard is the mother never even, never scolds the child no matter what. The, ch- the child breaks your prime vas, you know, whatever the child does, the child just never gets scolded. It's a baby for heaven's sakes. So all you do is take care of it. You love it, you nurture it, you rock it, you soothe it. But you just never reprimand it at all. For it doesn't matter what the child does. It doesn't matter. Then the child gets to about age two, three or so forth. The child starts talking and understanding. And then gently, you don't withdraw any of the love. All the love you gave to the little baby, you still give. And you give to the child and the young adolescent and late adolescent. And hopefully you give it all the way through. But when the child is articulate, can understand what you're saying, and can speak back, then you start gently bringing in some discipline. But yeah, you mustn't do that. Yes, okay, now this, and well, you start raising the child, disciplining the child. That's every person's, every parent's responsibility. So likewise in this transition from this full body awareness to focusing here, bringing some discipline in. There wasn't much discipline. There's virtually no discipline in the first one. It's just, there, 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 there. Breathe out. It'll be okay. Breathe out. Don't worry. I love you. You know, that's stage one. There's no discipline there. Just don't fall asleep. But if you do, it's okay. I don't really mind. Okay. And then we get here to rise and focus on the rise and fall of the abdomen. We gently and lovingly bring in some discipline. Starting to train the mind, developing some stability, but out of this comfort zone that is not coming out of it, but emerging from that comfort zone without really moving beyond it, in that comfort zone of relaxation, a very loving ambience to the practice, we start introducing some discipline. So now we start to calm the mind, stabilize the mind. Right? So the Buddha's discourse on Anamanasati in 16 phases, the first Phase is breathing in long, one knows I bring in long, breathing out long, one knows I breathe out long. Breathing in short, one knows I breathe in short, breathing out, whoops, that was, yeah, that's right, and breathing out short, one knows I breathe out short. So there's the first, those are the first two, those are the first two. And so that is suggesting a rather coarse level of attention, I mean, simply knowing whether it's long or short. That's not very sophisticated, not much finesse there. So that's really kind of the flavor of the first phase, full body awareness. Just when the breathing's coming in, do you notice, is it short or long? Is it long? When the whole system is calming down, are you aware that you don't need as much air? The volume is less? So are you aware of that? So very gentle. Then we move to the, so those are the first two. And then the third, and there are only four of these themes for the whole teaching on, shama, on mindfulness of breathing as a shamatha method. So we just covered two out of four. Now we cover the third one. Breathing in, one observes the whole body. Breathing out, one observes the whole body. And the people who know, know this best, the Theravada commentators, drawing from centuries of experience, say what's being referred to here is the whole body of the breath. So that's what we'll be focusing on here in this session, in this, in this phase doing your best now to gently bring some discipline in. And that is, as you're breathing in, arousing somewhat. And as you're breathing out, releasing. But doing your best now, giving some effort. Giving some effort. 
to attend to the whole course of the in-breath. That is the sensations of the abdomen. The whole course. And then as you breathe out, the whole course of the out-breath. In other words, be there for the whole ride. Don't go off on excursions. Don't go to Phuket. Just stay here in the mind center, in your belly, and just stay here. All the way in and all the way out. And then all the way in and all the way out. Every single breath, all the way in, all the way out. In other words, you have a full-time job. There really isn't time for anything else. There are no coffee breaks, pretzel breaks, marijuana stone-smoking breaks, none of the above. It's just a full-time job. There's no time for anything else. Whatever thoughts come up, thank you, I'm busy, I'm totally busy. Get to you later, maybe. But right now, I'm just totally busy. I've got a full-time job here. I'm getting, I'm getting paid. <laughs> so one image I like, as we place this in the context of some of the other practices, such as settling the mind, awareness of awareness, this is like we're filling the whole space of the awareness, filling the whole space of awareness with non-conceptual Sensations. These sensations that happen, they don't talk. They have nothing to say. Right? They're completely non-conceptual. And so we're just filling the awareness with non-conceptual sensation. Right? As we breathe in, breathe out. It's just a flow. It's kind of like having a, a glass bulb, a glass jar, and completely filling it with water. So every square millimeter is coming out just filled to the brim. Right? So there's just no room for anything else except for now it's water. It's totally filled with water. Then you put a cap on it, seal it with a hole in it, and suck all the water out. And so then what do you have? You have a vacuum, right? And so we're filling, we're filling the whole space of awareness with the water of tactile sensations of the breath. And in so doing, we're displacing. There's no place for blah, 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 blah. Okay? creating a vacuum of conceptualization by filling the awareness with something non-conceptual. Okay? Now, that's a very good way for taming the mind, for subduing the mind. Quite a number of you are drawn to settling the mind in its natural state. It's a marvelous practice. It's also like trying to be a lion tamer. You know, being in a circus and having like oh, six lions in a cage. And coming in, okay, lions, I'm here to tame you. (laughs) Six lions, full-grown lions. And you walk into the cage with them, and they're looking at you, and they're thinking, lunch. (laughs) (laughs) You walk in, and, (laughs) you know, there's just little bloody scraps left over. And that's what ever so easily happens when you just jump into the ring of your mind and settling the mind in its natural state. Okay, mind, I'm going to observe you. <laughs> and little fragments of you all over the place as your, as your thoughts have just devoured you, ripped you limb to limb, and pretty much consumed you, leaving little pools of blood on the side. Oh, wasn't settling the mind in its natural state really nice? I gave him a good meal. <laughs> so, to first tame the lions of the mind, to get them to quiet down a little bit, this mindfulness of breathing, get them to calm down a little bit. So when you walk into, into the cage with them, they don't lunge and devour you, but you walk into the cage and you observe their behavior. 
and they arise and they pass, arise and pass. Okay. That's about it. Let's practice. Please find a comfortable position. We start out each session, though, in the nursery, not disciplining, not trying to control or master, but setting at ease. As you let your awareness descend into and fill the body, settle your body in its natural state, your respiration in its natural rhythm. And make a firm decision, a firm and loving decision, for this short session, deliberately, conscientiously, and decisively, set aside all your concerns about the past and the future. Provide yourself, grant yourself the luxury of just being in the present, fearlessly. Set your mind at ease. In stillness in the present moment. And for a little while, let the light of your awareness illuminate the whole field of the body. As you observe the sensations of the breath throughout this field, Relaxing and deeply letting go in every way with every out-breath.
And now to begin stabilizing the attention without losing or diminishing in any way the sense of ease, of relaxation of body and mind. Direct your attention downwards to the level of the abdomen. It's easy to do. There's no need to visualize or think about your gut. Just focus on the bare sensations of the rise and fall of the abdomen with each in and out breath. Let each cycle of the breath be like a complete meditation session in itself. With each inhalation, as the breath naturally, effortlessly flows in, arouse and focus your attention single-pointedly through the whole course of the in-breath. And as the breath flows out effortlessly, Relax deeply, releasing any thoughts that may come up, while gently sustaining the flow of mindfulness of the sensations of the breath of the abdomen, through the whole course of the in-breath, the whole course of the out.
rather like a speed bump on a road, to break the momentum when you're going too fast. Experiment with placing the speed bumps at the end of each inhalation. One brief count. Staccato. One. And drive on through the out-breath as you relax, release. Arousing through the inhalation. But to make sure that you're not being carried away by these involuntary thoughts, put in the speed bump. Two. To cut the flow of any mind-wandering that may have set in. Count one through ten. One through ten. Or continue counting. Whatever is effective to slow down the mind. And to sustain periods of clear, non-conceptual awareness. Try counting for a little while, and then try not counting. Experiment for yourself. Only you can know, for you, the extent to which the counting of the breaths helps to calm the discursive mind, or the extent to which it simply clutters the flow of non-conceptual mindfulness of the breath. Determine for yourself through your own experience.
be now is continuity. Continuity of freedom from coarse excitation. Staying in touch with the sensations of the in and out breath. This is achieved with mindfulness. And the quality control for mindfulness is introspection. Utilize and refine this faculty of your mind to recognize as swiftly as possible. When your mind has wandered, and apply the remedy. When you're just spacing out or getting dull, and apply the remedy. Like trimming the sails on an ocean-going vessel. Learn how to trim the sails of your own mind. And let's continue practicing in silence.
Tamalasu. Through the many hours that you're not formally in session. Let your awareness come out, but let it come out non-conceptually. Out into your senses, out to the visual, the auditory, the tactile. Really be present, fully engaged with, with, with what reality is dishing up to you. In other words, learn, learn how to listen well, not just with your ears. Listen well with your eyes and with your body. What's reality giving, dishing up from moment to moment? We know we're spewing out. It's mostly rubbish. So try to, you know, this inverse rotor rooter of the mind, you know. Get that to calm down. Make yourself as receptive as you can to what reality is dishing up. And it's not only the appearances, but other people coming into the field of your awareness. Heart open. Let them speak to you. Not verbally, but with their presence. Be very attentive, very open, very refreshing. Then when you come back to formal sessions, ah, you're nice and loose and relaxed. And then, discipline your mind a little bit. Gently. Like your mind is a three-year-old kid. Enjoy your day.